will be reading from Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 16. In these days, Jesus went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve, whom he named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and Andrew his brother, and James and John, and Philip and Bartholomew, and Matthew and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon who was called the Zealot, and Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot who became a traitor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. There was a study done of two groups of missionaries. Both groups went to Thailand, and both teams wanted to reach people far from God. And so they both went with the message of the gospel. They both went with their own playbook. They each had a certain strategy to accomplish that mission that Jesus gives us of winning people to him, making disciples for him, um, making them followers of him, right? And when you dissect their plans, here's what you find, that you can boil each plan down to one word. You can call them, you can call one team the blessers, and you can call the other team the converters. And the converters went with the sole intention of converting people and evangelizing everyone around them. Good goal. Their primary concern was to just get people to make decisions for Jesus. Well, that's odd. Hey, would you read this with me? Heavenly Father, use me to bless your world. Make me a part of your mission. Use me to bless someone today. So the converters went with not much uh, worry about adapting to the local Thai culture. It was not high on their priority list. Uh, They just wanted to get people to say yes to Jesus. The blessers went with a different mindset. The blessers said, my sole intention in being here is simply to bless people. They would say, I'm here to bless whoever comes away in my way. And whoever pops up in front of me, I just want to be a blessing to them and to bless the people in my community. And the, the study followed both teams for two years. The converters and the blessers. And two discoveries were made that were obvious and clear. First, they discovered that the blesser team, the blessing team, had a greater social impact on the community than the converters. And it proved that the blessers' intention of just blessing people and the community around them resulted in tremendous, tremendous amounts of social betterment and social good. It just made the community a better place to live. Secondly, and this is what's so surprising... They also discovered that this blesser group, in addition to making their communities just a better place to live, on top of that, they had almost 50 times more conversions than the conversion group did. The actual ratio was 48 to 1. For every one person that the converters were able to win to Jesus, the blessers were able to win 48 people. And so the blessers were almost 50 times more successful at helping people find their way back to God. And that shouldn't be surprising to us. After, we, uh, after what we talked about last week, um, 
God's way to change the world has always been through a blessing strategy. We talked about the fact that God blessed Abraham way back in Genesis chapter 12. He blessed him relationally. He blessed him financially. He blessed him spiritually. But the purpose of all of that blessing was for him to do something with it. It wasn't for him to keep it for himself. The intent of the blessing for Abraham and all who follow after him, including Jesus and us, is that we are to be a blessing with what we're blessed with. We said it this way last week. We are blessed to bless. Say it with me. We are blessed to bless. And surprise, surprise, if we just follow that strategy that God has given us from the beginning and simply bless people, then we will be more effective in accomplishing the mission that he gave us. We could say it this way, that if we just stop trying to convert people and instead try to bless people, we will get 50 times farther in the mission that Jesus gave us to go and convert people and make disciples and win people who are far from God to his name. Isn't that amazing? So how do I do that? Okay, you sold me on the blessed thing. How do I do this? Well, there are five simple practices that we want to lay out in the next five weeks. We're going to start with B. B for bless. And B stands for begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. I need to tell you about a guy named Dean. Dean works with college students at Michigan State University, and every morning, Dean prays for what he calls divine appointments. He will pray uh, that he would meet and talk to people that day that God wants him to bless. And then he, he prays that prayer, and then he just goes through his day assuming that whoever he talks to might be one of those divine appointments. That's his daily practice, and he begins each day by interacting with God and having a conversation with him and asking God, can I have a conversation with people and would you set up some divine appointments today? And so um, one day he, he prayed that prayer as he always does and he came to the middle of the day and he found himself with a canceled appointment. And instead of doing what was normal to do uh, for him, which was to check email or to get on Facebook or something like that, he just thought, you know, I'm gonna pray that prayer again. I'm just going to pray, God, how do you want me to use this time? And then he sat still and he was silent. And uh, a voice inside his head kind of popped a name into his head. And the name of, uh, it was the name of a student. And her name was Janice. And Janice, um, her name came in there and he sensed that he was supposed to explain to her how she could find her way back to God. So Janice had never been to church. Janice is not a Christian. He's not, she's not a Christ follower, but she had been to one of their small groups. And so as weird as it sounded, he, he thought, well, I'll just call her because I feel like this is what God is wanting me to do. And so he called her. He said, Janice, I know this is weird, but I was just praying a few minutes ago and your name came to my mind. And I just felt like I was supposed to call you and share with you how to become a follower of Jesus. And she just starts crying. He immediately recoiled. Oh, I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have been so forward. I just blurted that out. That was pretty insensitive of me. I'm so sorry. And she said, no, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. I can't believe that you're you're doing this. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, use me to bless your world. 
Make me a part of your mission. Use me to bless someone today. You want to get on on the action? I want you to pull your phone out. Uh, Set your alarm. Set an alarm for, let's go, 11.52. Okay? Everybody got that? 11.52. Okay. Very good. So, he's on the phone with Janet, and she says, I was at a Bible study just last night. I can't believe that you're calling because we got to talking about what it means to be a Christian last night and I couldn't stop thinking about it all night. I couldn't sleep and I didn't know what to do. And so this morning when I got up, I just, I prayed and I prayed, God, if you're real, would you bring somebody to me today to show me how to become a Christian? And she said, and here you are. I can't believe that. And every single day of Dean's life, is a mini adventure because he starts with prayer. Every single day of your life, every single day of my life could be that kind of mini adventure if we just begin with prayer. And I don't say that just because of Dean's story. I say that because of Jesus's story. In our text today, Jesus begins with prayer. And here's the bottom line for the sermon today. Prayer is how you do the mission, but it's also how you discover the mission. So I want to break those, that statement up into two parts. And first, prayer is how you do the mission. Jesus always starts with prayer. We could point to a lot of different examples, but here in our text in chapter 6, he starts with prayer. And what, what will ultimately happen? Well, he's picking the twelve. He's picking his 12 disciples that will go on and in his mind, these are the guys that he's going to entrust the message of the gospel with and hopefully change the world. Now, if you had to pick a group like that uh, and the, um, the success of your mission hung on this group that you would pick, how would you start that process? Jesus begins with prayer. And what we learn in the text is that Jesus goes up on a mountainside, and he prays all night. That's a long time. I'm not sure that that's a normal thing for most people to pray all night, but Jesus does. And that leads us to some questions. First, why, if Jesus is God, you ever thought about this? If if Jesus is God, why does he need to pray? And if Jesus is God, why does he need to pray all night? I mean, wouldn't a text do? Wouldn't that be quicker? Couldn't we do that? Why is he out there all night? One of the things we need to realize is that when Jesus chose to become human, to put on the flesh that we live in, it meant that he had some self-imposed limitations. He became like us, and for the first time in his existence, there were now things that he couldn't do. And so he has to depend on God for direction. He needed dialogue constantly with God so that he was directed in the right ways. And so we get to point out a few things about prayer today. Number one, prayer is simple. Prayer is simple. It's just a conversation with God. It's just a conversation with God. 
Prayer is no different than having a conversation with that person that you just met. I was out yesterday, and I met a guy, and uh, our first words to each other, hey, what a beautiful day. It's a great day to be out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you work? Where do you work? Yeah, okay, yeah, this and that. And the deeper the dialogue goes, the deeper the friendship gets, right? And if you really mesh well with somebody that you've just met, you come to that point in the conversation where you go, oh, me too, me too. You love Ted Nugent? Me too. (laughs) Stranglehold? Me too. There were some Ted Nugent fans in the crowd. I I just have to tell you that you're way ahead of first service. That's that's good, good for you. Good for you. But prayer is like that. Prayer is no different um, than a conversation with a person. And the deeper the conversation gets, the deeper you get to know them. And prayer is no different. Except that it is. It's totally different, right? I mean, I can't have a conversation with God. I can't sit down at a table at McDonald's and look across and God is sitting there and say, hey, what do you, what do you want to order? What's your favorite video game? I can't, I can't do that, right? It's just one-sided thing. How is this simple? And I get that kind of thought process. I, that's a normal conclusion. And what you need to understand is the secret to prayer. The secret to prayer is very simple. When I say it, you will dismiss it. But it is the secret. Because on the other side, there absolutely is a conversation that, that God wants to have take place. It's His voice in the conversation. And the secret to prayer is Scripture. See, I told you you would dismiss it. Oh, oh, Scripture, we've heard that before. Yeah. You want to really change your prayer life. You need to pray scripture. You need to go to the scripture, find out who God is, what he does, what he says, what he's like, what he hates, what he loves. You need to know scripture so that you know the other side of the conversation. Um, There's a great exercise how to pray scripture, and I will include it in this week's email update. Okay, so look for that, and I'll write it all up, and uh, you can get going on this prayer life of yours. But when you do, when you begin to learn God's language, what he thinks and what he loves and what he hates, what he wants and how he wants to do it, somewhere along that process, you'll find yourself saying, oh, me too, me too. God, you're frustrated with that. Me too. God, you love that. I love that too. Me too. And it's not an overnight change. It's growth. It's a long process. It's simple. And that means it's a lot like a kid just learning to talk. Maybe you're like me and you can remember back to what it was like learning to talk. I remember back to the day, to the exact time where I was, what I was wearing. I was looking down the stairs and I was asking somebody down there, what do you want for breakfast? And all the times before that, I couldn't say my R's. But for some reason, at that moment, my tongue started working correctly. And I was able to put the R in breakfast. And let's just say that last week was a great day in the Drake household. Yes. When we begin the conversation with God, we have to begin to fumble a little bit. We have to be willing to talk baby talk to God for a while, while we learn the language. The R's will come, but it's a process, right? We learn the language of God over time. 
And so Jesus had limitations just like us. He had all of those uh, hurdles that he had. He had to learn the language of God. But by this time in his life, he is pretty fluent. And because he's fluent, he is there all night. And that's not surprising. Have you, have you ever stayed up with somebody all night long? Why would you do that? Because it was a friend, because it was a family member, and they're coming into town, and they only have a certain window with you, and you want to squeeze every minute of that window out of that time together. And so you talk all night long. That's where Jesus was. He couldn't get enough of God the Father. And people who really do prayer right can't get enough. Of God. Second, prayer needs space. It needs space. We need to remove the barriers. For his conversation with God, Jesus removed the barriers. Just like your family member coming to stay with you or a friend rolling into town that you haven't seen, uh, they, they'll say something like, hey, we're, we're coming through. Would you, could we stay with you? Absolutely. I will make a place. I will create space. I, I have a spare bedroom or I have a, a sleeping bag. We'll roll out, whatever. We make space so that we can be together. And that's what Jesus does. He goes up on a mountain. That's what the text says. He went to the mountain and he had the same barriers in his life that we all do the same distractions, right? There were other voices, other people, other noise in his life, but he chose what would win by creating the space that he needed to space. He cleared space so that all that he had in front of him was the Father. We have that noise too, right? What's that thing in your pocket that makes a lot of noise and is about to here in a few seconds, right? Where's that place that we need to go to that is our mountain? How can we build prayer into our life so that it is automatic, it happens without us even having to think about it. We don't, we don't have to choose to do it. We just do it. How could we possibly build that into our life? One way is that. Press stop, not snooze, not snooze, stop. <laughs> Say this with me. Heavenly Father, use me to bless your world. Make me a part of your mission. Use me to bless someone today. Maybe you could use your phone to build prayer into your life. There's a, uh, on, on your way in, maybe you saw the magnets that are everywhere around the building today. And our magnets just say bless. We want, you to, we want everybody that's here to take a magnet as you leave today and put that magnet somewhere in front of you so that every day you'll see that. Maybe it's on your mirror in your bathroom. Maybe there's somewhere in your car that you need to put that. Maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe it's on a refrigerator because you're always there. For me, it's right in the middle of my TV screen. <laughs> That's where I need to put that magnet. So I see it every day so that I, every day without fail, begin with prayer. Prayer is not how you do the mission. It's not only how you do the mission. It's how you discover the mission. Prayer is also how you discover the mission. Jesus' prayer surely involved what he did immediately after he prayed. And what he did immediately after was he picked his team. And this prayer that he prays leads him to some very unlikely picks. There are some commentators that will tell you that what Jesus is doing here in picking 12 guys is that he is recreating what God did in the Old Testament. God had 12 tribes in the Old Testament. 
but they didn't really get the blessing to bless strategy. They were just focused on themselves. And so what Jesus is doing, commentators tell us, is that he is recreating. God is starting over. He's renewing his plan for the 12 tribes. He's just doing it through 12 men. And so he picks these 12 men, and these men are now going to bless the world because of the blessing that Jesus is about to give them. And so Jesus picks 12. Now, if you knew that the success of this mission of the gospel hinged on 12 people, who would you tend to pick? Jesus doesn't pick those guys. As a result of this prayer, a very unlikely group emerges. And it's, it's crazy to put some of the guys on this team together. But God is saying, because Jesus has spent time in prayer, he's saying, these are your guys. These are the guys that will change the world. And here's the claim I'm making today. If Jesus doesn't pray all night, then I think he never picks these guys. And what we learn about prayer is that prayer helps us see helps us see. Prayer is not just how you do the mission, it's how you, how you discover the mission. Crazy things, crazy things will start happening when you really start praying. The mission will pop up all over and in crazy places. There was a guy named Louis that one day went to the mall and for whatever reason, he noticed this guy sitting on a bench. And as he was staring at this guy sitting on a bench, he had this strange sensation in his brain, go tell that guy God loves him. And Louis was just like you, just like me. Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. Nope. Um, you want me to walk up to a complete and total stranger and say, hey, God loves you. I, I, he, Louis just did what we would all do. And he, he just blew it off. He shrugged it off. Later, he comes out of another store in another part of the mall. And there is that same guy again, just sitting on another bench this time. And again, Louis has this inner nudge that says, Go over there and tell that guy he, God loves him. And, and he's like, no. He blows it off again. The third time, he sees this guy in yet a different spot. And he gets this nudge again. Finally, he says, okay, okay all right. And so he walks up to the guy and he says, you know, I, I don't want to seem weird or anything. But I feel like I'm supposed to tell you that God loves you. And then Louis just kind of braced for what was coming. This guy's eyes filled up with tears immediately. He said, I want to tell you something. This morning, I was at the end of my rope. I told God, if you're real, I need you to show me that you love me today. And I want you to know that you're the third complete stranger today who has come up to me and said out of the blue, God loves you. No one has ever said that to me in my life. And today it's been said to me three times at the mall. God, you want me to pick a tax collector and a zealot? You know how that goes, right? You know what a zealot is. A zealot is a person who will follow the tax collector home, wait till they walk through a big crowd, belly up to him, shoulder to shoulder, stab him five times, and then run away before anybody realizes what's happened. That's what a zealot does to a tax collector. You want me to put those guys on the same team? Are you sure about that? You, you want this mission to be led by fishermen? People who spend their time... With so much fish that they smell like cat food always, that's, that's who you want me to put on this team. That's the face. You want me 
to lead this team, you want the leader of this team to be a guy who is a hothead and impetuous and he doesn't think before he acts? Are you sure that this is the team you want, God? When you start praying, there will be alterations that you think are crazy. But let me, let me just make this statement. It's a dangerous statement for me to make because you could take it a thousand different ways and directions, but I'm going to make it anyway. If it's God's mission, it's never crazy. If it's God's mission, it's never crazy. When we pray, God's mission might lead us to a phone call that we think is just absolutely nuts. When we pray, God might lead us to a person on the bench, on a bench at the mall. When we pray, God might lead us to include somebody that we know will ultimately be an enemy. They will stab us into the back. Do you realize that Jesus spent all night praying for Judas? And God said, I want that guy on my team. I know what he's going to do. But if it's God's mission, it's never crazy. Because that crazy choice led to a, a way of salvation for the world. That crazy choice will lead to 30 pieces of silver down the road and 30 pieces of silver will lead to a cross and a cross will lead to a suffering and pain and that cross doesn't make sense at first but then Sunday morning comes and that cross wins ultimate victory for everyone. And if it's God's mission, it's never crazy. So prayer is not just how you do the mission, it's also how you discover the mission. I want to close with two two challenges today. I want you to start every day with a prayer asking God to use you to bless someone or some place. I want you to pray for that divine appointment and then just sit back and watch what God does. And it doesn't have to be weird. You just have to be a blessing. To help you with that, one of the things we're going to do, uh, you can Put your phone, you know, on, uh, on an alarm and or you can pick up the magnet. Another thing that we're going to do as a staff is we, we get together every day uh, at 11 o'clock. And we get together in this coffee area and we just spend 10, 15 minutes praying. And so what we're going to do is we're going to put on the sign this week, need prayer right here at 11 or something like that. Okay. And we know that's an odd time. Okay. It's not, it's not going to work for everybody. We can't create a time that works for everybody. But 11 o'clock, if you want to come by, and if you want to begin with prayer with us, right here in the coffee area, Monday through Friday this week, okay? That's one way we're going to help. Number two, here's your second challenge. Every time you're with your life group, the group that is smaller than this room, I, I don't necessarily mean small groups, although it includes small groups. It just means those people that are a part of your life. If there's something going on in your life, who do you turn to? That's your life group, okay? And every time you're with your life group, you need to ask this question. Who did you bless this week? Who did you bless this week? Who did you bless today? And if we start that way, we hold each other accountable and we can be, really become a community who blesses their community. That's, that's what we want to be. And so let's begin that immediately. We're going to sing a song and what we want to do, we're going to keep in the prayer theme and we want to... Um, go to that fourth item on the acts list that we didn't get to. We asked you to adore and confess in Thanksgiving while we sang uh, earlier. While we sing now, we want you to be about supplication. That's request. Make your request known to God. 
And that request is the prayer that we've been praying throughout the sermon. Okay? We're going to throw it back up there. Read it with me. Heavenly Father, use me to bless your world. Make me a part of your mission. Use me to bless someone today. We're going to leave that up there just for one verse. Okay? But while we sing, we want you to pray that prayer. Maybe it means you come around the stage and pray that prayer. Maybe it means that you kneel where you are and pray that prayer. Maybe, it, maybe you're just standing and singing and praying that prayer. Whatever's comfortable for you, you do that while we sing.